Greetings from the Pumpkin Patch and welcome Halloweeniacs to the Jack-O-Lantern Press Podcast where we discuss monstrosities and All Hallows' Eve. My name is Michael Piccarella. And my name's Tom Piccarella. That's right, it's Monster Monday when Tom and I briefly profile a monster of the week. This Monday's monster, well, Tom and I are going to try to decide in the show, the Halloween bird. So yeah, we're going to have to try and figure out uh, what bird is the true bird of Halloween. That's going to be the point of this show. Uh, But before we get into these birds, or the bird, Tom, we got to mention this Saturday is the beginning of the Halloween season officially. So on July 31st, which is Friday, but at midnight, which is really Saturday, August 1st, is the witching hour. Can you believe it's already here? No. And I can tell our listeners that if you have purchased our book, which we hope you have, uh, yeah, and if you haven't purchased you it, get it, yeah, just go to jackolanternpress.com and buy it from there. Uh, but the first few pages of our book goes into great depth on how the witching hour and what happens on the witching hour uh, as as uh, August 1st comes into into play and and what happens and and whatnot so and why it's the beginning of the Halloween season right. and what that really means so we're not going to share that in this episode but definitely check out our book Transylvania Traveler and uh, you'll be able to see what's going on and maybe you can even uh, participate in some of your own witching hour activities to get the Halloween season started. So yeah, yeah I mean one one thing that I do want to mention is Mike and I have always, for whatever reason, it's always the end of uh, of July going into August because we know, that the Halloween season, even when we were younger, we always were excited because, number one, it was summer, so we were sitting at home. And number two, right around the corner was September, uh, and then it was that much closer to October. And and so we would we would sit there. Remember walking from, you know, going down, uh, I don't remember what the street name was, but we'd walk down 72 Sandra Court, and then, or 72 Sandra Court was our address in Newberry Park, California, but we would, we would, uh, cruise down one of those streets and we'd always look up at that one mountain and we would always would oh, sit yeah. there and say, yeah, there's a haunted castle up there. What yeah. are we going to have for dinner tonight? And we would, guts. we would talk about guts and it would be spaghetti and, uh, <laughs> Dewey, we that street was Dewey. Dewey That's street. What it was, Dewey. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I think, I think honestly, like the, uh, just the fact that we would always get pumped uh, on, you know, in the summertime, usually well, around think, August. I think also Cracked Monster Party magazine used to come out, I believe it was in June though, but maybe there was a ju- late July issue as well. So that's why it always kind of like August was like, I think the other thing too about August was it's like, oh, school's coming. But the exciting thing is that means Halloween's coming too. So it was like right. something to to uh combat the 
the horrible reality that school was approaching. And let's face <laughs> it, the only reason that we ever got through the September month and into the October month was we were excited about the October month. Yeah. When our teachers in our homeroom would put up like all the Halloween decorations. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and that, I that's remember, what my excitement was. I remember starting school and typically, you know, in elementary school, it was after Labor Day. You always started uh, the Tuesday after Labor Day, which was in September. And I remember thinking, oh, I really do. I hate school. I don't want to be here. But the one thing I thought of, well, it's almost Halloween. And there, I remember specifically, I think it was my second or third grade class. I remember one of the teachers had like a wall calendar and there would be like the banner where it said September or October, and then it would have artwork of that month. So, you know, I think September had like, uh, you know, school supplies, which I always hated, but October had a spooky little like landscape and uh i remember as soon as october october 1st it was like yeah halloween is coming yep. and so that always excited me uh, but yeah anyway I, I mean let's face it my favorite time of the year is going a little bit a little bit uh you know at the end of august and then all the way till basically new year's new year's day yeah and yeah. then at that I, point then i'm kind of disappointed you know because i just don't feel like i'm like all the excitement of the holidays and everything we get so pumped on it um but yeah i i just think that that between august and and uh january 1st is the best time but the absolute best time for me still is is that beginning september into october and halloween and whatnot so yeah no for sure there's something that's in the air the the dry leaves in the air the 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 little breeze there's a spookiness about it and of course there are birds and that is yep. the topic for today. There's something about certain birds that are just creepy. And there's something about that, that those certain birds that are linked to Halloween. And I'm curious, I think I think when you when you talk to most people, I think most people will will talk about three particular birds that are linked to Halloween. I tend to think of four birds and there's an article I found online that lists those exact four but I'm curious Tom because we did not talk about this beforehand what birds you are putting up in this imaginary competition to be the Halloween bird which by the way at the end of the show Tom and I will be saying who we think should be the Halloween bird but which, which birds do you have in this competition for the the big prize of Halloween bird. All right, so it's funny that you even bring this up because you're right. We both did not talk about this and one of the very first things on my notes was list out all of the birds that I felt were in direct relation to Halloween. So I actually have 6. Uh, oh wow. My top uh well, well don't I, say your favorite yet. Because well, we're you're gonna already going to know at the what end. my favorite is. You're already going to know what it I is. I think I already know, yeah. And probably from past 
from past uh, episodes people are going to know anyway. So I'm just going to go with my top and you'll know which one it is. Um, unless you don't want to do that. Do you not want me to list this off? Well, don't don't list... Don't For those who don't know, just list them in a random order and then we'll talk right, about our favorite order. at the end and why we choose the one that we All choose. Right, so we're going to go with... I have crows, ravens, owls blackbirds vultures and then seagulls from the alfred hitchcock movie the birds in 1963 Um, oh that's interesting that you bring up seagulls i didn't think of seagulls i mean in alfred hitchcock's the bird so i have this book right now i'm looking at the encyclopedia of monsters by jeff rovin which i've mentioned on this show many times what year is this thing from i think it's like 89 or something um 1989 It brings up the birds and it says the species include hostile gulls, robins, finches, sparrows, blue blue tits. I didn't even know that was a bird. (laughs) I didn't know that was a bird either. (laughs) Uh, Larks, bramblings, wrens, gannets, rooks, crows, and many others. Uh, But yeah, there were seagulls in there. That's funny. maybe, Maybe some of those are actually a type of gull. Or part of the seagull family. Yeah, like, family. did I say gulls in there? I don't, I don't know if you said gulls, but I bet some of those actually look like seagulls. And just because that's the only one that I really know about because I'm not some bird person. Oh, yeah, I um, did say gulls. Hostile gulls. Yeah, duh. Yeah, so maybe those are those are the, the types of all of those birds are the type of uh, or a type of gull. Because I think I think they're. The seagulls are, you know, obviously the sea, but in the movie they were by the ocean too. Yeah, they, no, they, they were, were seagulls. So. That the yeah. the first, I think the first attack was, yeah, the first attack was Tippy Hedron in the boat, um, in the harbor there, and a, and a seagull came down and like clipped her. Yeah, but I didn't even think of a seagull. I mean, they are creepy birds. I don't know if I would put it in my halloween list a halloween well, I bird, only, but i only put it in there just because of alfred hitchcock's movie because a lot of people maybe it's it's not necessarily a halloween movie it's more of a mystery sort of horror movie uh but some people are deathly afraid of birds and so i just i just when we were talking about halloween birds i was thinking to myself well what 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 other things are out there that are kind of maybe creepy to people in general? And that's why I threw the seagull in there because of Alfred Hitchcock's I think movie, that The Birds. The other thing, too, is which I don't think of this as a Halloween bird, but I think some could, and that is the parrot. And I think you had mentioned parrot when we were first talking about doing something on birds. And I, the only reason I bring up a parrot is it, it would kind of make sense because a parrot goes with a pirate. And a lot of people dress up as pirates for Halloween. So it could certainly be associated with Halloween. However, my criteria for a bird for Halloween, it needs to be creepy. So that's why I don't have a parrot and I don't have a seagull. My four were crows, which are kind of blackbirds. Well, not the yeah. little blackbirds, but yeah, I put crows, ravens, owls, and vultures. Those were the four that I went with. Yeah, I mean, I threw the blackbirds in 
only because if you ever notice in a lot of the movies, like sometimes the blackbirds, uh, the, the little ones are always in there as well. I, you know, even looking stuff up, people were like throwing bats in there and it's like, you know, it's, that's not really a bird. Um, it's, it, it flies, but it's a mammal. So yeah, you know, it's not a bird. It's not a bird. So anyhow, I, but if you did want some information on bats, we did a recent monster Monday on bats. That was a couple weeks ago. So you can go back in our, the archive and check that episode out. Yeah. But yeah, all right. Well, let's get into uh, some history and mythology of uh, birds. You ready, Tom? Yeah, I'm ready. All right. Well, let's dig in. Okay, so I'm going to start with um, crows. And I, I found a website. Um, it is called wingspanoptics.com. And there is an article here. Um, hang on one sec. Let me pull this thing up. I thought I had it open on my computer and I don't. You're going to uh, end yeah, up wings, throwing that oh, in the sorry. show notes, right? Yeah, it'll be in, I'll put it in the show notes. It's sorry. It's called wingspanoptics.com and it's like, it's a blog and they have uh, a blog entry called birds of Halloween. This came out October 31st, 2018. And they talk about the exact four birds that that i was uh thinking of as halloween birds that i put in the top the top uh candidates for halloween bird so the crow we'll start with the crow in greek mythology crows brought terrible news to the goddess athena and she grew enraged and cursed them forever Uh, the native americans viewed the crow as a malicious trickster who always caused trouble Crows are also associated with death and darkness in popular culture, as seen in movies like The Crow from 1994, The Birds from 1963, and from 1985, Ewoks, The Battle of Endor. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Then The Raven, in Norse mythology, Hugin and Munin, have no idea if I'm pronouncing those right, are two ravens that fly around the world watching everything that goes on, and then they fly back to the shoulders of Odin and whisper the deaths of the mortals into his ears. Uh, Ravens are also listed as unclean animals in the Old Testament. And uh, in 1845, of course, you have Edgar Allan Poe's The Raven, which was first published um, ushering in a new generation of fears and anxiety of ravens. Then next we have owls. Owls are active and efficient killers. They are nocturnal and solitary hunters. They make practically no sound at all while flying. The Aztecs depicted their god of death as an owl and viewed the bird as a symbol of destruction. Native Americans associated owls with evil magic The Japanese saw horned owls as demonic figures. The ancient peoples of the Middle East thought that owls were ill omens. And uh, the Romans attributed owls to death. And it is considered bad luck to see an owl during the day. Uh, Which may explain why I had some bad luck in my life. 
here and there because I remember that one time when we were shooting Fat Jack 2, we saw that owl in that barn. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Also, Romanian people thought that the hoot of an owl was the prediction of the death of someone nearby. All these superstitions, according to this website, helped the owl fit in with Halloween symbolism. Owls can be seen in the kids' movies Labyrinth from 1986 and The Secret of Nim from 1982, where they are given less than a positive role, although in the Harry Potter series, owls are treated as very important. Then last but not least, we have vultures, who are seen as incredibly ugly birds, and they are. They're large with bald heads, and they feast primarily on carrion. I think about, you know, if you remember uh, the the audio-animatronic show at Disneyland, America Sings, they had those two vultures that were looking for food. They were waiting for someone to die, and they yeah. kind of looked like undertakers. Well, they're uh, they're in the uh, in Splash Mountain when you're going up the, that's, the hill. That's right, the crane. That's yeah. right. Yeah, when you're going, yeah, we're ready to go down the hill. There they are uh, from that show. Yeah, they just moved them over to Splash Mountain, and yeah, they kind of look like undertakers. In any event, um, eating of the dead has never gone over well with most cultures. As such, we use the term vulture to describe people who prey on the weak and the dying. Vultures in popular culture typically depicted as are typically depicted as being thieves and murderers. Although they're not the most popular bird in Halloween culture, their symbolism is no doubt fitting for the occasion. So we'll put a link to that uh, that article in the show notes. There's more to say about those birds, but that's kind of the gist of it. And that's what I have for history and or origins background of those birds. So what do you got, so Tom? I, yeah, I mean, what I'm I'm not going to go into every detail about uh, powers and abilities for each each bird um, that I listed off. What I'm basically going to list off is is just some some things uh, for powers uh, and abilities for like the crow, as far as the the main protagonist in the comic book, because that's what the uh, the actual movie that that you were mentioning earlier in 1994 called The Crow. That's what that was based off of was the the comic book from 1989 and uh, and they they actually have a a uh, a fandom uh, website here that goes off on some of their abilities and whatnot and some of the things that they have here are you know some some basic things that any uh, so anybody who has who has these these crazy abilities or crazy abilities just in general like you know even a werewolf or something like that. They have a lot of the same sort of stuff, like near invulnerability. And they basically are saying crows are, are undead. So everybody knows what invulnerability is. Uh, in Immortality, um, they can transform into this crow form. So basically you could go from, a, from a, a human being and then convert yourself into a crow form and fly. So that gives you the ability to be able to kind of get away from something or, uh, you know, go in and see your your prey from a distance and then come in and figure out a plan of 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 killing them they have enhanced strength uh superhumanly acute senses enhanced agility enhanced speed and reflexes tactile empathy and uh telepathy 
advanced regenerative uh, healing factors, and expert combatant and marksmanship is all of the crazy abilities that the crow from the comic book has, and I think they kind of morph some of that into uh, the movie The Crow. The other thing that I wanted to bring up, even about owls, uh, there's a website that we will link in the show notes. It's called Characteristics and Behaviors and Behavior of Owls, and it's from Carolina.com. And I thought this article was kind of neat. It goes into the the realistic owl, not uh, you know a superhero type owl or a movie or anything like that. It goes into different classifications. There's so many different types. There's two more than 200 species of owls. The article went in and and talked about how some of the owls eat plants and some of them, you know, are are actually go after, you know, small prey. Huh. Uh, but, I thought well, I didn't know they ate plants. Yeah, some of them huh. do. Not very many, but some of them do. They also uh, I don't remember if it's this article article or another article I read, but all of the articles that I have read will be in the show notes um, that we will link. But they were talking about how owls are the only birds that will go after and eat each other. Um, so if oh, they're wow. a smaller owl, they, they'll prey on the smaller owl. Uh, the other thing that they were talking about is their sight how they have these large pupils, but that unlike our eyes where we can move our pupils to a destination without moving our heads, they can't do that. Their eyes don't, their pupils don't move. They move their heads. And the cool part about an owl's head is they can move it uh, up to 270 degrees. So that's almost all the way around. And they have that ability so that you know, they could just move real quick and, and they they are able to do that because they can't move their eyes another way. So that's the downfall of an owl. But for the most part, they have the best sight of any animal, no, any known huh. animal. Uh, it's even better than, than a cat. They said the next thing up to an owl is a cat, uh, but that the owl has the best sight of all animals um, that we know of. Their hearing is 10 times better than a human's. And uh, and then obviously they have their feet and talons and whatnot and their feathers and whatnot and the way that their feathers are, are set, like you had mentioned earlier, where they are very quiet and they approach their prey from, from the sky and come behind the, the prey and then, you know, pull them up. Do you, uh, do you remember when, um, remember David... Uh, our cousin David, they were moving into Aunt Patty and Uncle Rick's rental house in um, in the valley, and we helped them move. And remember, Uncle Rick, I think they wanted to just get us kids out of the house, so Uncle Rick took you, me, and David on a walk around the block, and it was nighttime. And I remember we were walking under these big trees, and Uncle Rick started telling us to watch out for owls. And he said, they'll come up behind you. They're super quiet. You can't hear them fly. They'll come up behind you and they have these big claws, talons. And they're super strong. And they'll grab you by the shoulder. And he came up behind. I, I don't know if he did all this, but I remember he grabbed one of us. 
by the shoulders and you, they'll pick you up and take you away into the trees. <laughs> yeah, I remember. You know what's funny? Like, you remember that, but I don't remember that. And I remember you talking you about that young. on one of our really, really first episodes, uh, how you brought that up. I, th- I think you did. Or maybe it was just in it's a in discussion our book. that we had. We put it but, in our book, yeah, because I remember that really stuck with me about the owls, you know, yeah, that kind of predator. I, I don't remember remember him saying that, but yeah, I mean, it, I wouldn't doubt it. Um, one of the one of the things it was kind of funny that you brought up the different superstitions. So I have another website that's just uh, talks nothing but the superstition. Uh, it's by. Avery or Avery, I, I'm not sure. It's a v i a r y dot owls dot com. Well, like I said, we'll throw it in the show notes. But they went off on some crazy stuff, D- different things that even what you were talking about. Uh, an owl hooting or screeching at night could result in the death of a newborn baby. I guess there's oh, a wow. lot of stuff about newborn babies. Uh, owls apparently are the only creatures that can live with ghosts. So if an owl is found nesting in an abandoned house, the place must be haunted. I think that huh. was also something that, that brought in the whole uh, Halloween uh, I like that. Stuff. That's a cool story. That's kind of creepy. Yeah. <laughs> or Death is often associated with owls, such as if an owl perches on the roof of your house or, or hearing... Uh, an owl hooting uh, constantly nearby. I guess some sort of death is about to happen. If a traveler dreamed of an owl, that then that meant he would be robbed or possibly shipwrecked. <laughs> like, I mean, so, some wow. of these things are nuts. Um, but, you know, nevertheless, it's, it's in here. So I, I encourage people to take a look at some of these superstitions. It's, uh, it's definitely interesting. Um, and yeah, I mean, that's, that's what I kind of had there. There was another thing that I wanted to bring up that I thought was kind of neat. And it talked about the difference between a raven and a crow since they look very similar. And there's an article on birdsoutsidemywindow.org and they go into a a kind of a whole thing on, on what to look for between a raven and a crow. That's funny that you say that. Because you brought up blackbirds at the beginning of the show, and I was thinking blackbirds are crows, and I think I knew this already, but blackbirds are not crows, and there's something I'm looking at right now that there's a difference between them. First, you have to look at the location. Um, Is it a habitat for both birds? And then crows have straight tails and arched backs, while blackbirds have tapered tails and small beaks. I think I remember, too, in the the Jeepers Creepers uh, movie commentary, I think he was saying that the birds in that movie were supposed to be crows, but crows are more difficult to, to, to use in movies, so they had to use blackbirds or something like that. I don't remember. I saw the commentary a while ago, but... Uh, but anyway, uh, yeah, I yeah mean, they are different. It is interesting, and when I when I mentioned blackbirds, I was meaning more of like the smaller blackbirds. Oh, right, crows right. are are very distinct. You know, I mean, you you can't. It's hard to tell the difference between a crow and a raven. But this does say, you know, certain things like like for instance, tail shaped. 
Uh, in flight, ravens have wedge-shaped tails where crows have straight across and curved tip tails. Uh, the sound a raven's call is a rough, uh, like, brock brock, where crows are a caw caw. Uh, caw flight caw. style. Ravens soar and sometimes tumble where crows flap. If you see a soaring uh, corvid, it's a raven. Social behavior. They're basically saying uh, in, in some cases, like in Pittsburgh, ravens travel alone or in pairs, but crows travel in big flocks or groups. Yeah, that's like blackbirds, too. They're, they're always in groups or like strength and numbers. In, in fact, I was just outside taking out my trash and uh, there were a bunch of blackbirds gathered. Yeah. So, yeah. And then, you know, as far as vultures, I mean, it, the, everything about vultures, it's kind of funny because every time I think of a vulture, I think of the Jungle Book, the cartoon and the Disney one at the very hey, end. When what you want to do now? That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Forgot about those guys. Now, don't start that again. But vultures really <laughs> signify death because something got killed and then the vultures come in and take the remaining amount. You know, like if a lion killed a zebra or something, you know, the lion would feast on the zebra and then the vultures would fly overhead. And when they left or when the when the lions left and they would come down and finish it up. So, yeah. All right. So cool. that's that's basically what I had, you know, to go back to your your question at the very beginning of what is my favorite bird of all time or as far as Halloween goes. Uh, it really even of all time for me is an owl. And you probably yeah, already knew that. I figured. And, and, it, and it's really close to a, to a crow because I, I do think crows, I'm even on the front of the cover of of um, the uh, chilling, thrilling sounds of the night. Isn't there a crow on there? Uh, uh, now I don't even there know. Is. There is a bird, but I don't know if it's a blackbird, a crow, or a raven. Who the heck well, knows? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's I, it's one of those. And, and it just, it, so that's, it's tough. Uh, for me to come up even on October dreams, you know, they just show blackbirds on there. They show bats as well. Uh, but it's, it's still, it's, it's kind of tough, but I still think the ultimate, if you look at a lot of the, the scary movies or even just, even if you're walking in the forest and you were to shine a light and see a, an owl sitting there, I mean, it's always a little creepy. Yeah. There's the, Um, there's the owl in, Snow White when she's going through those haunted woods and then also uh, The Legend of Sleepy Hollow, the Disney cartoon. There, Of course, there's an owl, the skeleton dance. I think it was the skeleton dance or the, the haunted yeah. house cartoon, Mickey Mouse one. I mean, they always have an owl. And by the way, on the back side of the chilling, thrilling sounds of the haunted house 1979 record album, there is an owl on the back. Yeah. So, so um, really, it's kind of a toss-up, I think, between... Well, like I said, you could either call it a raven or a crow, but it's a toss-up between owls, crows slash raven, I think. For me, I want to say crows because pumpkin patches um, and jeepers creepers, but then again, I don't know if that's a black... I think it's a black... They're blackbirds <laughs> using jeepers creepers, but I love the way those blackbirds or whatever they are, they're so in that movie they're so creepy you know that when they're around that house where the creeper is hanging out and stashing bodies in the basement that the sound of them that the grouping of them it just feels so ominous and there's something about that scene 
that just makes the dread of the creeper more so just because of the birds. So I want to say those. And at as of this moment, I, I think I would, I'll probably be mad after this podcast that I didn't stick with crows. But I'm, I'm going to have to go with the raven as my favorite and, and as the Halloween bird. And I, th- and I think I'm going to say that because of the Haunted Mansion. So for those who haven't been on the Haunted Mansion at Disneyland, the ride, the raven is a supernatural bird that roams the attraction. And originally, the raven was supposed to be a narrator of the ride. The, the ghost host ended up taking over as the narrator, but some still believe that the ghost host is the raven. But the raven, um, it's it's in several scenes. According to fandom.com, it's, I'm going to read here about that particular raven. It says, its supernatural connections are indicated by his glowing red eyes. It physically appears five times in the attraction, once in the conservatory cawing at guests, once looking over Madame Leota's incarnations in the seance room, once on the railing in the ballroom, once on a tree outside of the attic balcony, which is always a cool, cool one for me, and finally atop the crypt at the end of the attraction. So that's what I think I'm going to go with. I'm going to go with that raven because that raven is super cool. Yeah, I wonder uh, if there's an owl uh, somewhere in the haunted mansion i don't know of it there's definitely the sound there's the sound of of an owl that i remember but i'm trying to think if there is an owl in there that i can picture i don't know well do you want to do you want to type in a search while i see if you could find it online while i list off movies about birds yeah let me let me do that okay cool so movies that have birds we have the birds from 1963 we have The Raven from 1963 from Roger Corman. I don't totally remember that movie. I saw it when, when I was a kid. I feel like it was kind of silly, but as a kid it wasn't so much. But it's definitely one I want to check out again. But yeah, The Raven from 1963. It's got Vincent Price, Boris Karloff, Peter Lorre. Um, you have Jeepers Creepers from 2001. You have a movie called Ka. That's K-A-W from 2007. That one's about a sheriff and a sur- and surviving townspeople who barricade themselves in a diner after aggressive ravens launch a deadly attack. And even Rod Taylor, who's in The Birds, is in this movie. You have Flubird Horror from 2008, and people describe that as The Birds Meets 28 Days Later. And from 2014, you have The Owl, um, there are a couple things I want to put in the show notes. There are Day of the Dead birds that you could purchase at Target. They're kind of cool little Day of the Dead decorated birds. And then there are these these black crows that I got at the dollar store. But there's a link here from Wholesale Halloween Costumes that have, have these birds for $1.99. I got a bunch of them. I stick them on my fence and in the on top of these bushes all over my yard at uh, Halloween time. Then I play bird sound effects. It's kind of creepy and ominous, kind of like uh, the Jeepers Creepers movie. Yeah, that's it, neat. If you're in Transylvania and you're looking for scary birds, they're really everywhere because Transylvania is the birthplace of Halloween. But for some really great places for bird watching, they'll really be watching you. 
Um, go to Owl Orchard and Bird Mountain in Transylvania Hills. And of course, check out Jack Lantern Park to find the creepiest crows you'll find anywhere. Um, you can also check out Killer Chicken Farm in the Sticks, which is part of uh, the Mad Science District if you're up to the clucking task. And if hunger hits, go to the Buzzard Bowl in the Valley of Doom for a bite. Um, who are we following? These these vultures and other buzzards are always hungry, so uh, they're they're definitely going to dig in. Uh, but don't worry, they don't take big bites; they just take a lot. So uh, check that out. Uh, and the only way that you're going to be able to navigate Transylvania is if you get our book, Transylvania Traveler, which, as we said earlier, you can get at JackOLanternPress.com. Uh, anyway, what what'd you find out, Tom, about? Uh, the Owl and Haunted I, Mansion. I haven't found anything out. Um, I don't know if there is one in there. I'm going to have to dig in a little bit more. Maybe I'll I'll post something uh, or we'll say something in a later podcast about it if I find something. But I, I don't see anything where there somebody directly says, oh, hey, there's an owl right here. Hmm. As many times as we've been through the dang thing, uh I just don't remember if there is. I, I feel like there is somewhere, but maybe remember, that was the raven. I can hear the sound of an owl, and maybe that isn't even the owl. Maybe it, it's a bird, or a, you know, maybe it's the raven. I don't know, but I feel like I hear the sound of an owl, but I can't picture an owl in there. So, yeah, who knows? All right, Damn. but that's about it for this episode, unless you have anything else. No, that's it. All right, cool. Well, that's going to do it for another Monster Monday. For more about the monster universe and the monster revolution that's upon us, go to jackolanternpress.com. You can also call our pumpkin hotline and leave us a message with any questions, suggestions, or your impressions of the show at 323-761-0276. And if you enjoy the show, please give us a rating and review. It's a big help for the podcast, and we would greatly appreciate it. So thank you very much for joining us, and we'll meet up again soon in the Pumpkin Patch. Okay, so after a little, after we wrapped the show, we found an article online that does talk about owls in the Haunted Mansion, and we will put a link to it in the show notes. And they show pictures of it, but I do not remember seeing these owls. Probably, they're in the either. graveyard. They're in the graveyard scene, and they're right by the guy with that horn and the other guy playing the harp sort of sort of deal. But what's interesting is is I didn't know that there was two there, and it looks like they have red eyes. Uh, it's a diff. This is an interesting article, but it's it's cool that at least they're in there. So they have both of our favorite uh, uh, birds from. I'll definitely, Halloween. I will definitely be looking for them next time I go. Um, it does say here most of you are aware that there is a pair of owls perched overhead above the graveyard band, which I was actually not aware. I really don't remember these guys. Their history, well, there isn't really any history to report. They went straight from Mark Davis's brain down through his pencil and eventually to the audio animatronic figures in the ride with little alteration. And they've always been there. And they've never changed in any way. The only thing of note is the usual thing. Mark's creations were a little cartoony, 
but the final figures are realistic and they're cool well here's the other thing too in that article that we had mentioned which uh which movie that disney made you know with the the classic silly symphony uh in the skeleton dance from 1929 it begins with the scowl of an owl uh that looks a lot like um the one in the mansion uh, so that there's that one if you scroll. Oh down, yeah, there he is. That article, yeah, yeah. So 1929, huh. the skeleton dance, which is one of my favorite little cartoons, and they also have another one called the I think the haunted house or the haunted mansion. Yeah, it's I called bet the haunted that house. That has a, an owl in it, uh, but this is the one I remember uh, from the Disney cartoon is the one from the skeleton dance. Yeah, well, so there you have it. Mm-hmm.